This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India Ari. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. We know Devon Franklin as a movie and TV producer, motivational speaker, Megan Good's ex-husband. His new project, he talks about the day his father died and the strong black women who raised him. Devon Franklin and his mama Paulette are on the way. Cafe Mocha begins now. Angelique, along with Lonnie Love, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. How you doing, Lonnie? I am, you know, this is the thing that people need to understand Each year, millions of Americans face the reality of living with mental illness, millions. And um, we're seeing it. A lot of people, um, you know, are are facing it, dealing with it. We unfortunately had the tragic death recently of country singer Naomi Judd. Oh, my goodness. um, You know, she was a strong advocate for mental health awareness. And um, unfortunately, she succumbed to it. Um, So we're asking people for Mental Health Awareness Month, you know, to have more, uh, to have more self-care for yourself. Uh, Also to check in with that strong friend. Sometimes, you know, especially as Black women, we're the strong person. And, you know, if you know that you have a person that's always checking on you, you make sure you check in on that strong friend, the one you always calling, the one you (laughs) always, you know, trying to, they got to listen, you love their advice, ask them how they doing, call them and, and, and really, you know, see how they're doing. And there are a lot of resources if you need, um, to check for your mental health, because that's what's important. Um, The National Alliance of Mental Health has a wonderful website. It's nami.org. It has a lot of resources on there where you can get help for, you know, if you're having mental health awareness issues. And that's what's important. And, you know, the thing is, if you know somebody has had problems, whether, whether they're taking medication and seeing a, a, a psychologist or psychiatrist, or whether you just know they're struggling with stuff and they haven't gotten help. Those things don't go away. I mean, what struck me about Naomi Judd is that she's so like, she's toward the end of her life and she would do this. But the reality is that just because you made it over that hurdle when you were 50 and when you were 60, it doesn't mean it goes away at 70. Right. Doesn't just because you're taking the medicine and you're seeing the doctor every day when you have mental health issues, even if you're on that medication, even if you're seeing your doctor and sitting in therapy every day, you have to decide that you want to get up. You have to decide that you want to take that medicine. You have to decide that today is worth living for. So it never goes away. So that's why with people that, you know, have issues, you got to check on them. 
like regularly. Don't think, oh, they in a good place. They straight because it's an everyday battle. Well, it's also a stigma around mental health and the treatment, Um, especially in our community. People hesitate to seek the help or even talk about it um, because, you know, unnecessary backlash. We got to get out of that as a community. You know, if you know a person is having mental health issues. It's not about joking about it. It's not about being afraid of it. It's about, you know, making sure that they get the help and seek the help that they need, you know. And we have to stop doing that thing where we go, oh, you know, uh, Uncle Uncle Joe, he's just like that. It's like, no, you know something is wrong with them. And they're You know types. something is wrong. And you don't have to know what it is. Nobody's saying go Google what the, oh, it must be personality disorder. But if you know somebody needs help, maybe it's your responsibility to go and say, hey, you need some help. Maybe you talk to your mama or your cousin or the wife and say, hey, Uncle Joe needs some help. But we can't just everybody in the family look the other way and act like it's not happening until well, there are four types of mental illness. Uh, this is according to the Medline plus um, some types of mental disorders are anxiety disorders, including panic disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder and phobias, depression, bipolar disorder, and other mood disorders, eating disorders, personality disorders, post-traumatic stress disorder, and psychotic disorders, including schizophrenia. So this is what, you know, these are the types of mental uh, illnesses that happen that sometimes you think, oh, well, I may have this eating, you know, disorder where I'm doing something after I eat or before I eat, or I won't eat. That's a disorder. And that's dealing with your mental illness. And another thing is, you know, they say, one, take care of yourself. Two, take care of your loved ones. And talk about it. And that's why we're talking about it, um, because it's something that's very important. It's something that's affecting our community has done it for too long. And we're all humans. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's, you know, you only have one life to live. You want to live your best life. The way you do it is by getting the help that you need. And everyone deserves that, especially the people that are around you as well. So mental health awareness month. And, you know, if you can't talk to your black friends, you can always talk to your white friends. (laughs) White, the white friends are perfect. I can go to my white friends with any mental health stuff and they done done something 57 times worse. And I'm like, okay, you can always can't go to your mama and see your black girlfriends, then go to your white girlfriend. Anyway, I want to switch gears, Lonnie, because this is um this is an exciting month for our family because my grandmother is turning 100 years old. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And this woman... Okay, still remembers my first my first little high school boyfriend drove a Valiant, you know, a Plymouth Valiant. You know, she's travels. You know, we started making her walk with a cane just for safety purposes. But this woman, when you look at her, a you wouldn't think she was a hundred, and she might be ninety nine because you know back in the day they they didn't do the birth certificates right. She might be ninety nine, <laughs> but this woman you would just hope to be as healthy, to be as of sound mind, to be able to enjoy your great, uh, is it great, great grandkids? 
and you know I just want to you know I just want to wish her a, a happy 100th birthday and that's and, a blessing 100 birthday yeah, I let mean, her know what it inspiration she is mm, mm, mm. I'm not gonna put out on blast and you know say she still smoke weed but oh my goodness you know what that's why she lived to be 100 then you know I need to just go ahead and start you know <laughs> hilarious love you grandma <laughs> cafe mocha we know him as a movie and tv executive a producer of faith-based movies including breakthrough he's inspired us on super soul sunday with oprah he's the author of several books but how did devon franklin get here Hmm. His mama's here to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Miss Paulette, how are you? Hello, hello, how are you? Good, Glad thank to be you. Here. And joining her is her son, Devon Franklin. Welcome back to Cafe Mocha. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be back. And I know she's she going to tell you all the secrets. Uh, Miss Paulette, welcome to Cafe Mocha. Um, Tell us, uh, what did you guys do for Mother's Day? Well, dinner in Santa Rosa and just have a lot of good things to eat. I've already gotten a couple gifts in the mail, Um, sweet potato pie that I love. And um, yes, we've had a wonderful Mother's Day. (laughs) What's the best thing he ever did for you for Mother's Day? (laughs) He was born. Oh, oh, that's sweet. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's good. That's good. There you go. All right. I, I want to talk about your project, Devon. I mean, I feel like we've watched your interviews on Oprah. We've yes. watched you on the red carpet. People feel like they know you if they've read your books, if they've seen you. But this new project that you've done with Audible called It Takes a Woman, you actually give us your origin story. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, this book, It Takes a Woman, this audio book with Audible, uh, I get a chance to kind of talk about, you know, the pain and the tragedy of losing my father when I was nine years old. Uh, He passed away of a heart attack when he was 36. And, you know, my mother was left as a single mom to raise me and my older brother and younger brother and And I'm able to really dig deep and really give the listener an understanding of what was really going on, how difficult that was. And then uh, also being able to get the perspectives of uh, my great aunts and how they dealt with the tragedy of losing my father. So this is this is the first project where I'm really able to tell those origins and this much transparency and truth. And you you call it an audio book, but it feels like I'm sitting in the living room with mm-hmm. you telling a story with your family because mm-hmm. your mom is talking and then your aunt pops in. And, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, yeah. you, call, you call it a book, but it doesn't feel like a book to me. It, it feels like you open the door and let me into your house. I love that. I love that you're saying it and talking about it that way. That makes me feel good. It means the storytelling is working. It's almost like an audio experience, more yes. so than an audio book. Yes. So what made you want to, at this time, with all the books, because you have a whole bunch of books, we've hold, heard a lot of, you know, of you. Why now do you feel like you wanted to open up about the loss of your father? Well, you know, I've, I've talked about it uh, over the years and, um, you know, just never really had a chance to, um, you know, detail 
what what it all what all went into it and how difficult it was. And then Audible had approached me about um, expanding an article that I wrote for Maria Shriver for her Sunday paper into this book. And so the the origin of the origin of all this was an article called The Coalition of Women that I wrote years ago for Maria Shriver. And, uh, and Audible saw that. They reached out and said, you know, we think there would be a great book here. Do you want to tell more of your story? I said, yeah, I'd love to. So then that's what, you know, I went to my, my mom and I went to my great aunt and said, would you all want to participate? And they said, well, as long as you pay us, you know. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to cut a deal with them. You know, they drive a hard bargain. But, uh, you know, ultimately they agreed and we were able to put this together. Now, Miss Paulette, uh, you know, typically in the black community, we don't like talking our business. Mm -hmm. so, so when your son came to you and said, let's do this, I mean, I know the money was good, but, you know, were there any other reasons why you were okay with, with sharing your story? To be very honest with you, um, I had no idea this is how it would end up. And so, you know, we were, we were told what we were going to do and we said, oh, okay, no problem, no problem. But then to actually do it, it brought up a whole lot of pain and things that we hadn't even thought about before. And so I wasn't prepared. I can't speak for my aunts, but I wasn't prepared for what was to come, but it turned out well. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm glad that I did it. Mm. So was this, I mean, cause I, I'm making my way through the audio experience. Yes. But, you know, just in the first chapter, we have, you know, a death. We have, you know, alcoholism. We have, mm -hmm. you know, and Lonnie's right. We don't like to talk about our stuff. So, I mean, how did you each deal with the emotional thing that happened when you started bringing up these old stories? Miss Paulette, but the the the, the, the yeah, oh okay, Maya, you go first, and then I can. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't deal with it very well. I'm be honest. You, if you listen to the audio, um, I cried through the whole book basically. Um, Devon kept telling me, "Mom, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay." But you know, once you start talking about it, you want to get it out and and finish. You know, and hopefully from there you will heal, and it, next time it won't be so painful. Yeah, I just. I had to deal with it, and I did. Devon? Yeah, you know, I think that um, it's about not being afraid to, you know, go back to moments and things. Thing. A lot of times we go through stuff, and you know, we don't realize how much it affects us because we don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. But to be able to talk about it and sort through it and sift through it, especially as a family, it has uh, allowed some healing to happen that I don't know would have happened. It's brought us closer. And people are going through a whole lot right now and wanting to share this book and share our story as a way to say, we all go through things, but we're going to come through it too. That was really one of the real reasons to do it is to really try to bring hope and healing to so many who are going through it right now. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Devon Franklin and his mom, Miss Paulette, talking about their Audible original, It Takes a Woman. Devon, what do you want people to take away from this story? Uh, you know, I want people to take away from the story. Like I think in our, you guys, you know, we were talking earlier about just the black culture and black community, and we don't like to always talk. And, and sometimes that is a detriment to the, the next generation because they don't always have the information that they need to navigate their lives successfully because we aren't speaking about what we've been through and what the challenges and the ups and downs. And so my hope is that people 
you know, get out of this book wisdom, they get direction, they get uh, healing, they get inspiration. You know, my mother was a single mother, didn't know what she was going to do. Her main hope was that we would be okay when we got older. And the fact that she brought my, my aunts and my grandmother around to help raise us and that me and my brothers are okay, you know, we are the make good of her sacrifices. And so I want people to know that, you know, you may make sacrifices now and you don't know how they're going to play out. Um, but they will play out for your good. You know, really want people to have hope from this. And Ms. Paulette, has telling the story been like therapy for the family, do you think? Yes, I believe so. I think um, a lot of us cried. Um, a lot of us found out things we didn't know. And I think that has brought us much healing and much closer. You know, um, Devon, listening to you recall being a little boy and seeing your father in the morgue. I mean, I was doing like morning exercise, listening in the headphones and people had to have thought I was crazy because I was just physically reacting to you telling this story and couldn't believe it. You know, you just breaking your lips and feeling the coldness of his skin. Like I can see it and it, and it hurt me. And so I wonder as you were recalling that moment in time, being that little nine, 10 year old boy, how do you feel like that particular moment, not his death, but that moment, seeing him there like that shaped you as a man? You know, it was one of those moments where you realize this is not a game. Life is real. Hmm. Uh, There's a scripture that says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And in that moment, it was like, yeah, you know, my, my other friends may have been, you know, being in Little League and playing sports and, you know, everything was fine. But this was my, my reality. You know, here I am in the morgue and, and this is my father and he's gone. And so it just, it, 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 if anything, it may have, you know, grew me up or matured me maybe even faster than I may have matured because it was like, this is not playtime. This is not make-believe. This is real. And here he is. And uh, it was a, I mean, I remember the feeling to this day. It was, it was a very sobering feeling of, of like, well, how did we get here? And what? This is not how it's supposed to be. And again, I'm nine years old, so I, I don't know exactly how it's supposed to be, but I didn't feel like this is how it was supposed yeah. to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me as a, as a kid, I think it just let me know that you got to take this thing seriously. And I think that also has informed a lot of my work ethic, why I'm so, you know, committed to putting things out there and doing the best I can, because this is this we only live this life once we only live this life once and you can't go back and say I wish I would have could have but you didn't so you know I think that moment really informed how I grew up who I've become and I'm so grateful for this project because it has allowed me to go back and you know process the trauma and, and really work through some grief that I didn't grieve at that time. Ms. Paulette, what advice do you have for parents and grandparents who have to tell a child that their mom or dad has passed? To really think about it. You know, I wanted the kids to see their father the last time, but I didn't even think about how traumatizing that was. And they couldn't carry that trauma on through their lives. So I would say, think about it before you make a decision to either take them there or show them, or it'd probably be better to talk to them about it and explain about death and prior to people even dying so that when anyone dies that's close to them, any family member, that they'll be prepared because I know my children were not prepared for that. But I 
was so upset that I didn't, you know, I did what I thought I should do and took them with me, whereas I probably shouldn't have. But they're okay now. And we just keep praying every day that, you know, our lives will be what they should be. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. On the line, Devon Franklin and his mom, Paulette, they have a new project out called It Takes a Woman. It's on Audible. It is a, he calls it an audio book. I call it me sitting in the living room, eavesdropping on a family, <laughs> telling, you know, telling their story. You no, know she knows, so she liked this. If you know, <laughs> this is your type that. of book. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> oh my I love God. It. Um, so I wanna I wanna come back to this idea of village because Devon, one of the things you say is if you don't have a village, my family now, it's your village. But you know, when this was happening to you guys, when your father passed away, Miss Paulette, when, you know, you were left with these three boys that you had to figure out how to raise without, you know, the steady income and the husband, and you leaned on your, your sisters, your aunts, your, your mom, your dad, it was 30 years ago. Now the village looks a lot different. It's a lot harder to connect with people. So what advice either of you, both of you, do you have for making that village now in a world that feels a lot different than it did 30 years ago and certainly 50 years ago when you could count on, you know, your neighbor checking on your kid or whatever? Well, you know, I, I think that the world is different, but we aren't. You mm. know, we all need care. We all need consideration. We all need love. We all want to feel heard and embraced and feel like we're a part of something bigger than ourselves. And through technology, that is now more possible than ever before. You know, prior to technology, you really had to rely on your nuclear family or your neighborhood or where you went to school or where you went to church to find that community. Now you can find community and find those needs being met uh, digitally, electronically, social media uh, wise. So now I think that, you know, it's actually easier to make that connection. So when I say, hey, my village is your village, we, I mean that. And that's an actual truth. I mean, just uh, last week we did a Zoom um, doing a listening party for the book. And we had, you know, hundreds of people all from around the world in the Zoom listening to clips, talking about how much the book was relate, uh, relating to them and how much they appreciated uh, the community. And, you know, I had uh, my mom on the Zoom and my great aunts on the Zoom. And they were like, oh, my goodness, these are our aunties and we love them. And I said, yes, they are. So I think that even though times have changed, our needs haven't. And I think that uh, technology gives us a chance to meet those needs, maybe even better than, than before. It Takes a Woman is currently available on Audible. This is Cafe Mocha. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Cafe Mocha. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. We know Devon Franklin as a Hollywood executive, a producer of faith-based movies that include Breakthrough. He inspired us on Super Soul Sunday with Oprah. He's written several books. His latest project is a podcast about the women who raised him. We're talking to him and his mom, Paulette. Lonnie, go ahead. Well, the thing that we love about you, Devon Franklin, is that you continue to produce. So let's shift gears because you've got some new projects coming up. Let's talk about Flaming Hot. Now, this movie is about <laughs> who said he created Flaming Hot Cheetos. Is that right? Yeah, Richard Montanez. He is the creator and driving force behind Flaming Hot Cheetos. So you, you're making a movie. It's a rag to riches story. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, you know, I would, I wouldn't say so much rags to riches. It's kind of more like pursuit of happiness. Mm. Um, you know, Richard Montanez is, you know, a real, real man, a guy who's an inspiration. He uh, is the son of a Mexican immigrant and he worked for, as a janitor for Frito-Lay for years and uh, came up with the idea to put, um, chili powder on snacks as a way to appeal to uh, his community. And, um, they gave him the opportunity to do that. And one of those snacks was a Cheeto. And uh, he also not only came up with the idea for it, but he also understood how to market it. And uh, he went out and sold it to his, you know, went door to door, sold it to his uh, his community. And next thing you know, Flaming Hot Cheetos starts to fly off the shelves and becomes uh, a juggernaut, transforming the whole snacking industry. And so the movie is about how that happened and his journey and his family. And Eva Longoria directed it. And uh, it's a really powerful film and a funny film. And I can't wait for you all to see it. And I've been a customer ever since. So thank you. <laughs> now, before we go, Devon and Miss Paulette, we have to talk about your other new project on BT Plus. It's an original show that they're calling the gospel version of Empire. Talk about Kingdom Business. Yeah, Kingdom Business, a brand new show I got on BT Plus coming May 19th. Uh, eight episodes, one hour uh, each. And it is literally like Empire set in the world of the gospel music industry. And Yolanda Adams is the lead, and you have yes. never seen her like this. She plays the character of Danita Jordan, and she's fierce. And, but her reign is being threatened by a, a young rising star played by uh, Soraya. Uh, and she's amazing, and her character's name is Rebel. And this is really going to surprise, I think, a lot of people. The drama is great. The music is amazing. Kirk Franklin uh, is also an executive producer of the series, and he did uh, some original music for the series, along with Warren Campbell. And uh, I think it's a great drama right now. It feels like there just aren't a lot of good dramas out there, especially for, for us. And I think this is going to fill that void. Miss Paulette, how proud are you, your baby boy? All this producing <laughs> stuff he doing, ain't put me in not one thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We have to change that, we have to change that. <laughs> you know, I need a job. Devon, I ain't got a TV show no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I went over there to eat. But Miss Paulette, how proud are you, you yes. baby boy? I couldn't give you a word to describe how proud of him I am. He is an outstanding child, an outstanding son, outstanding person. God has truly blessed him and and took good care of him, you know. And I, I love him with all my heart. And I don't even know what to say about him because he's so wonderful. And I love him. <laughs> now, Devon, you got to say something nice about your mama now. That's the dad. Uh, I, I keep her on retainer, so she she told me to say <laughs> nice things like that. So thank you, Mom. 
the check is already in direct deposit. Um, oh, that's you, right. You know, <laughs> at the end of the book, um, you know, I have uh, the last, the very last chapter of It Takes a Woman is called Dear Mama. And I, I talk about, you know, how so often as kids, and I was certainly guilty of this, you know, really not understanding that my mother did the best she could with what she had. And, you know, growing up, sometimes I was ungrateful and really didn't understand and appreciate the sacrifice that she made. But as she got older, I mean, as I got older, I realized, wow, not only did she do the best with what she had, what she did do was more than enough. And so I am so grateful that I came into this earth through my mother. And she is, you know, a woman of few words, um, but a woman of incredible integrity and, and faith and love and I love her dearly, and we wouldn't be the men that we are today without her. Uh, and the thing I love about telling this story, when we were younger and our father passed away, she did not know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to raise these three black boys to be successful and not a statistic? She had faith, and she had sacrifice, and she had help, and here we are today. I mean... You know, we're we're only here for her because of her mercy and her grace. So, Mom, thank you. I love you. And, uh, you know, I'm glad we can do this together. (laughs) I love you more. Thank you, son. It Takes a Woman is currently available on Audible. It is really good. And thank you for sharing that story. Also, Kingdom Business, BET Plus, streaming now. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on uh, Cafe Mocha. It was a pleasure to meet you, Miss Paulette. Miss Paulette, thank you so thank much. It's always good to talk to you, Devon. Always thank good you talking guys. to y'all. Thanks oh. for having me again. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye-bye. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. Pinky Cole, the owner of Slutty Vegan Restaurants, just gave the class of 2022 at Clark Atlanta a nice graduation gift. I have partnered with Varro Bank to provide every single graduate in this audience with a new LLC and a path to entrepreneurship. Hey, y'all know Judge Hatchet, right? Did you hear this? A Georgia sheriff is facing sexual battery charges for groping Judge Glenda Hatchett doing a conference. He approached her. The guest turned turned away and then turned around and then literally saw him running his hand over her left breast. Crazy. And our prayers go out to Buffalo. What happened here is simple and straightforward. Terrorism. Terrorism. Domestic terrorism. But now what is the FBI and the people who are supposed to be fighting terrorism going to do now that the terrorists aren't brown? That's the espresso. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, along with Lonnie Love, on the line, returning to Cafe Mocha, Dr. Samira Brown. She's with the Cobb Institute that really works on racial disparity when it comes to health. Dr. Brown, May is Mental Health Month. And I got to say, you know, COVID has been tough on us mentally. A lot of us don't want to talk about it, but we've been in the house or we've been stressed out going to work and scared that we're going to get sick. Can you just sort of talk about the, you know, the two year roller coaster and 
why this virus has had such a big impact on the mental health of the Black community? So many of us are really having a hard time with mental health. I mean, especially as a pediatrician, you know, we want folks to know that we are actually in a national mental health crisis in children. We are seeing rates of depression, anxiety, trauma, loneliness, suicidality, really soaring um, amongst children and teens. And of course, adults are not left out of this. Um, so first, the first step is really to recognize it and to make sure that we're normalizing mental health and seeking out treatment and getting comprehensive, you know, adequate care. Because exactly as you described it, it has been a roller coaster and the end is, is not in sight. It's something that we really have to learn to live with and we want to learn to do this, you know, in a healthy way. Dr. Brown, um, you're a pediatrician and, you know, we can be therapists to our children to a certain extent, to a certain age. But let's talk about the importance of parents finding someone for the children to talk to and address their mental health needs. A lot of times parents are the first ones who are going to recognize something is going on with their child. And you know that depending on their developmental age, right, kids can present all kinds of different ways with anxiety and depression and other mental health illness, right? So if you notice that your child is acting differently, right? Maybe they've got chronic headaches and stomach aches. Maybe all of a sudden they're staying in their room. You know, maybe they're into drugs all of a sudden. Maybe they can't pay attention, right? Or their grades have have changed. You absolutely want to call your pediatrician and come in and get screened. If you don't have, you know, a trusted pediatrician, please, we definitely want you to find one. You can go to a school counselor. There are other mental health professionals. But it is absolutely critical that this is, you know, diagnosed and we get into treatment because the good news about mental health illness is the fact that we do have such good treatment. Um, And when we get culturally competent, comprehensive care, we can help prevent long-term complications. Cafe Mocha on the line, Dr. Samir Brown. Uh, let's talk about the possible summer surge that may happen for COVID. Do you anticipate that there will be a surge? You know, I think that using surge, you know, causes some stress for some folks, but COVID <laughs> has never gone anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So I think using percent positivity rate now is not even reliable. Right. So really looking at hospitalization rates, unfortunately, loss of life, death rates are what folks are going to start using. If you're the community around you, you know, is vaccinated, you want to use that, you know, in your determination as well. But now because so many folks are testing at home, right, looking at your community's rates in terms of looking for that surge are not going to be as accurate. And then remember, your hospitalization and your death are going to last two to three weeks behind cases rising, right? And certainly you can have a regional outbreak, right? That may not be everywhere, but I would say, you know, we are not out of it, right? COVID never went in, never went anywhere. It's not something that we have a cure for. Um, and even when you're vaccinated, it's not a cape. It doesn't mean that, you know, nothing can happen, but you're far less likely, right? What we're trying to prevent is to make sure that you don't end up in the hospital with COVID, that you don't end up losing your life with COVID, right? So all of those things are significantly, significantly less likely. So 12 times less likely 
you know, to go to the hospital if you're vaccinated versus not. Dr. Brown, I'm I'm just worried. I mean, in part because I'm a worry wart. Uh, but, you know, everywhere I go, <laughs> including the airport and in restaurants and at the CVS, people are not wearing masks. And I know a lot of them are <laughs> vaccinated. And I'm thinking, OK, look, you need to choose. Either you're going to wear that mask or you're going to get vaccinated or you're going to be like me, have four or five shots and double masks. So <laughs> <laughs> like you and me, because I, too, I'm vaccinated, I'm boosted and I also mask. Right. So really the combination. And I think that, too, we have to get out of, you know, waiting for somebody else to tell us to put a mask on. Right. You know that, you know, Omicron is 60 times more contagious than Delta was. Right. So if you were still wearing a cloth mask, that is better than nothing. But it definitely is not the only thing that you can do. You've got to get vaccinated. You've got to start staying away from folks. The weather is, if it's nice, get outside, right? Do all those things that you did in the beginning to really try to decrease your risk and protect your family. And also, too, if you aren't vaccinated, if you're out there taking a risk, think about who else you're around, right? Do you have a premature baby at home, right? Mm -hmm. Does grandma have diabetes and hypertension? Right. So you really also have to alter who else you're going to be around if you're taking those risks. So, you know, we as a community, if we're going to, you know, survive this in a better way as we come out of having had multiple surges and learned how, you know, crucial it is uh, to protect our community, we have to stand up and, you know, challenge, challenge folks too that, you know, say, no, you can't come to the family reunion or we're not, you know. Hello. Um, going to be getting together right so you, you also have to remember right that you know ending up in the hospital because you didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings is not a good enough reason dr samira brown cobb institute american academy of pediatrics a member of the national medical association thank you so much for your words of wisdom and constant encouragement and constant work of trying to educate our community and get us healthy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. The Salute Her Awards presented by AARP and Toyota is now streaming on SaluteHer.com. Always inspiring. Howard Hewitt and Raheem Devon sang for us. We honored the legendary wine and women, social justice activists, Ebony Underwood, Nadia Fisher, and more. Just go to SaluteHer.com and stream it. Till next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.